Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, recording this of an evening for a change due to various commitments. Where, well, Claire's are paid for because she's still in gainful employment. Mine's just because I'm busy doing stuff. Um, welcome to the Ladies What Pod episode 14. Uh, for those of those of us those of you who know us know that I can't speak sometimes and that I'm Liz Saunders and my partner in crime as it's been described is Claire Jones. Both of us are well basically a bit batty about Northampton Saints been following them for ever and started this pod because we were fed up with Saints not being mentioned by other mainstream media. So Claire if you'd like to just introduce yourself a bit. Hello, I'm Claire Jones. Uh, I live in just outside Cambridge and usually you will find me uh, at the gardens with a camera stuck to my face and wearing a red hat because I'm one of the club photographers. Uh, and as Liz um, says, I've been going to the gardens for many a year, like a homing many. pigeon. I have to go back. Man and boy. Yes. Yeah. So this pod, it's, <laughs> this pod is slightly different because with the uh, Saints big boys not playing at the moment as Saints, some of them are obviously playing under guises, uh, we thought we'd take it on the road. So we had a guest in sort of, say in the studio, in his own home last week, but we've gone Ladies What Pod on tour this week and we have a segment where we're talking to Mr McKechnie. BBC Radio Northampton's very own Graham McKechnie. Uh, it should have been audio and video, but Claire, what's happened to the audio and video? Well, we've got beautiful audio. You'll be stunned by the quality of it because it's brilliant. But obviously <laughs> I need I need to go back to video school because obviously I pushed a button. Um, although there is a brilliant bit where Graham stares into the camera. I'm not going to get too close, <laughs> as close as Graham did, going, well, it is recording. Yes. Sadly, it was recording in portrait mode, so we could basically see a bit of a desk. So yes. uh, so sorry about that, but do listen to it because uh, it's, a fasc it's fascinating, isn't it? We it put Graham the other side of the desk. We yep. put Graham the other side of the desk. So do enjoy this interview because it's Graham, as you've never heard him before. And including a question from his old friend, Lenny Newman. Yeah. And you'll be yeah. amazed at the answer. Yeah. It wasn't what Lenny would be expecting, I can tell you. Anyway, do enjoy it. And yes. then come back and have a listen to us. Yes. Witter on, Rambling. Yeah. Rambling. Good afternoon, everybody, our loyal followers, listeners, and everybody else. We are uh, breaking new ground today. We are Ladies What Pod on tour. Mm. And we've come on tour all the way to BBC Radio Northampton because I'm quite a decent sort of person. And I'm quite happy to have Graham McKechnie on my podcast, unlike <laughs> Graham McKechnie when I was doing somebody else's radio programme, told me to get off his radio station. Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, Sent me a message, much to the hysteria of everybody else. But I'm I'm a better person. Anyway, <laughs> Graham, welcome. Welcome to being grilled by the ladies. Thank you for pod. having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that was what you were saying. <laughs> but no, we're looking forward to it. Um, so, yes, thank you, Graham. And thank you, Graham's had to rearrange his day yeah. today. He's had an interesting day. So. Always, every day is interesting. Yes. It's so all, thank you for all past the fun. 
Thank you for what you've done. So we're going to start off with a subject that's close to your heart. And you'd be surprised if we didn't ask you this question. Mm. So where does your love of rugby union come from? Oh, um, well, I suppose most people, it's, it's family, my father and my grandfather. It was always rugby, really, for them, first and foremost. Uh, and I grew up in, in the Northwest, where rugby union's a real niche sport. So football and rugby league were far, far bigger. So actually, I grew up loving all sports, and that's still the case. Cricket's probably, I hate to say it, cricket's probably my main love in many ways. Uh, rugby's very close behind. But in terms of I still play cricket, I've always loved cricket. Uh, but rugby is very, very close alongside it. I enjoy all sports, but as I say, through the family, my dad, my grandfather, and then at school, it was rugby union that I played at school. Even though it was a, a, North, a Lancashire school, we were a bastion of rugby union. So that's where it came from, really. Yes, Lenny. Did we we did talk to Lenny more of that? Oh sure. yeah, yes, yeah. yes, and he does describe you as the poshest. So he says. Yeah, he actually so wants proof that you are from Lancashire. Yes. Hey, look, I'm wearing a top. So Lancashire, oh, on it. Well, well, that's not anything. Well, actually, it does because why you wouldn't otherwise? <laughs> actually. And Doctor Jones actually. Yeah. Why not rugby league? Well, I used to go and watch rugby league. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I I watched everything. So uh, I had a friend at school who's Rochdale Hornets supporter. Oh, so we'd go we'd go to Scotland to watch Rochdale Hornets. They were good in the nineties as well. So um, uh, yeah, love rugby league. I think it's a fantastic sport. I'm not one of these people at all who it doesn't have to be either. Doesn't or it, have does to it? be. Mm. And, I, and I think if I'm absolutely You're honest, my grandfather. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I, to be totally honest, I think, and I'm saying this as a northerner, I think it's more rugby league who. Uh, you know, has a problem with union. I think it is now. You know, and, and, but I think rugby league union has learnt so much from league in terms of the skill and the defence. Of course, we're seeing it now. The same yeah. Lee, yeah. Lee Radford coming over. But I, I, I think rugby league's a fantastic sport. I've always preferred union, and that's because I played it, and that's mm. uh, that, that's the main reason, really. Doctor Jones will appreciate it. He went. He comes from. Lived in Rochdale for many years. So great place. Uh, yes. Yeah. Great yes. place. There you go. Yeah, no, not a flyer. That's very good. So how did you arrive at Radio Northampton? Could you talk us through your professional journey, as it were? Well, I, it wasn't, it was never intentional, really. Uh, it was, I've, I've kind of drifted around a bit, or I did in the early years. So I, after school, I think when I was at school, actually, I, I wanted to, I had an idea, a vague idea I wanted to be in sports journalism. Uh, and I was put off at a careers evening. I remember speaking to a journalist who, uh, who was from the local paper. He gave me, it was, she was terrible. She'd said, because I said I'd like to be a sports journalist. And she basically said, well, doesn't every every young boy want to? And it's, it's, it put me off totally. I yeah. forgot about it. Uh, I went off to university, uh, studied history. So nothing to do with, still nothing to do with journalism. After university, I had a number of jobs. I worked in PR. Uh, for, for an agency and as while well, I was working at this agency that I used to sit there using a website called Crick Info quite a lot just to check the cricket schools just to keep up to date with cricket news and uh, after a couple of years I contacted them and said are you recruiting and they said they were so I went to work for them initially as a media person as their like PR person but I started to do reports and interviews and that was really the move over and then fortunately for me a job came up in the BBC about uh, well, 20-odd years ago yeah. at Radio Berkshire, which is where I started. And I went, went across, got the job, and that was it. Started from there. Because yes, we first met you at London, at London, London Irish. Irish. Yeah, you will have done. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. I had, I had 10 years covering London Irish, uh, which I loved. Uh, fantastic club. Very, very different from covering Saints. Uh, it was... I suppose when I first started covering Irish, they were, they were 
you know, in a, in a charmingly amateurish, amateurish in many ways, and I, I mean that as a compliment. You know, is it, there was still a, it was still a relatively new professional sport. It was, I suppose, seven years old, uh, and so from a media perspective, access was so open, mm-hmm. uh, and they they had a brilliant uh, media manager called Paddy Lennon, who's fa- fabulous at his job. But it was very open, it, and that was the style back then. Coaches would chat to you. It was very uh, old school. Uh, but the, the main difference is that I spent 10 years covering London Irish and I never really met anyone who was a London Irish supporter in the community. Or And you talk to the London Irish players. I'm still good friends with Declan Danaher. I remember Declan saying, "In you know, he's a legend at London Irish. Massive, massive figure there. And he said he'd never been recognised in the streets. Wow. Whereas in Northampton, well, Saints players walk down Abington Street, they'll get followed. In my village in Northamptonshire, most of my neighbours are season ticket holders. And most of them then, they've got to know what I do and want to talk to me. And I love it. That's what's great about Northamptonshire. Yeah. Uh, and why, you know, I'm very happy that I've made this my home for, for as long as I have now. So how did you end up here from Radio Berkshire? It was, well, it's luck, luck to a degree. Not, not entirely. I mean, you make your own luck, don't you? But um, my wife's worked in Northampton for many years. We were kind of commuting. I was in Reading, she was in Northampton. Uh, and so we were living in Oxford, right bang in the middle. Uh, and I always had my eye on Northamptonshire and Reading Northampton, largely because of the rugby, really. Because there aren't many stations, local radio stations, where rugby is such a big deal. You know, it's Gloucester, Exeter, well, Devon now. Uh, I suppose Leicester, you know, because it's split between the two. So I really had my eye on one of those stations. And uh, Northampton was perfect. It was a real stroke of like the stars aligned yeah. uh, when the job came up. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it... it I was extremely pleased to come come over here. And, and uh, cricket on the doorstep as well. Yeah, so. well from a sporting perspective. Look, Berkshire was great because we had Reading Football Club in the Premier League and we had loads of horse racing with Royal Ascot and, oh, and Lambourne mm. in, in the west of the county, Newbury. Uh, but uh, you come over here. Well, London Irish was a distant, a distant second to Reading Football. But in Northampton, you've got Saints, which is obviously the biggest story. Uh, yes. The Cobblers, which I love as well. Great club. A lot of time for the cobblers, the crickets. You got Silverstone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a perfect patch for a smallish county. It packs it's, a lot in, oh, doesn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I was going to say, just if you could let your colleagues on Look East know <laughs> that the people Ooh, play rugby no, over here. James, James Army, James Burridge is fighting a good fight over there. I believe. <laughs> yeah, well, we we, we do feel for him every <laughs> time yes. it goes down to trampolining and stuff. <laughs> Saints get a mention. Um, yeah, so. So, so you're happily settled here? Well, I've been here 12, 13 years. But not managed to get rid of your tribe. Yeah, That's yeah, it. no, I'm not going anywhere. No, no, it's great. It's a great, lovely part of the world, yeah. It's, it's a, a, I like it as well because nobody knows where it is. So it's a, it's, it's it's where do you come from, Northamptonshire? And they look vaguely blank. Oh, absolutely right. People, you know, before I came here, I'd never really been to Northamptonshire other than Franklin's Gardens. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's odd like that, but... I, well, I remember Shahid Afridi, the cricketer, the, the great Pakistani cricketer, signing for Northamptonshire uh, for the T20 about I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And I went over to interview him down at the county ground. And, you know, you, one of the questions you're bound to ask is, why have you, you know, what, what's brought you to Northamptonshire? And, you know, normally they've got, well, I've always dreamt of playing here or anything. Like that. <laughs> well, the, the best that Shahid Afridi came up with was, well, it's halfway between Leicester and London. <laughs> Birmingham and yeah, London. Yeah, he's got loads of friends in Leicester <laughs> and loads of friends in North London. So I was a ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah. That's just probably as well, fair as any. Yeah, we yeah, took it. A, so, all right. So what's your... We know you're a man of many sports. Though. Yeah. So what's your favourite sporting memory? 
Oh. You're not allowed to ask. We're going to ask the rugby question second. So, right. this, so not a rugby. Not at so the moment, this is an, as, you, as an individual, you know, when you when you can't sleep and you're trying to think of things and you go, oh, I remember when. Yes. Oh, I mean, now you're asking because there's so much. My life is defined by sporting moments. It's punctuated by these moments. Uh, and I think it's got to be. Well, I suppose my earliest sporting memory, really, my formative years were the mid '80s. So the 1985 Ashes were massive for, for me, uh, and then the 1986 World Cup, uh, which England did pretty well in. And I remember the Six Nations in '86 as well, when Scotland hammered England, much to the delight of my Scottish family. But uh, the favourite memory is picking out. You want me to say my favourite, and it's probably the Ashes in 2005. Oh uh, yes, it's got, I mean, it was just. Yes. I had waited so long. You know, as a cricket nut, and all my friends, we were, you know, we were all, we we played. We back then we played a lot of cricket together, and we had all dreamt of the day we'd gone to test matches, we had watched cricket, and we had watched, you know, from well, nineteen eighty nine onwards, Australia just wiping so the floor. And yeah. there was a time you think back now, it's hard to remember, but there's a time you thought it would never happen. Yeah. You thought we would never beat Australia again. Yeah. And 2005, it was just magical. It was totally magical. Uh, and just to, and to be you know, with friends, I remember the Oval Test that evening, we had fish and chips and champagne uh, just to celebrate. Something we just didn't actually think we'd ever live to see, uh, which seems silly now. But it was the perfect summer. It was the perfect summer of cricket. Yeah, yeah that's exactly where I was. I was at the Thistle Hotel at Heathrow and I had a celebratory glass of wine. Oh, it was wonderful. Because I was working at Wisherman. But, you know, I can so, remember every test match where I was. I mean, I was at Old Trafford. I was there watching it. But, the, you know, I remember the Lord's Test was under the shadow of the bomb. Do you remember the London mm. bombings? Oh, yes, yeah. And then we had the Edgbaston Test. But I just, I remember watching, it was pre-children, pre-marriage. So it was largely, you know, a group of male friends watching the cricket together. <laughs> uh, and it was just fun. It was carefree. And, you know, I'm not complaining about it. But it dominated everything at the time because I. It, well, it's terrestrial TV. Yeah. Yes. So, but I remember, so BA's headquarters, Waterside, has loads of tellies. Even now it does, apparently. So wherever you walked in Waterside, you keep an eye on cricket. So if you're going to a meeting, you basically work from TV to TV to keep an eye on but, what was going on. You know, cricket still has that ability. Uh, and I know football and, and, you know, increasingly rugby kind of overshadow cricket. But I do think cricket's still deeply ingrained in our national psyche. I think so. I you think know? And so. so when something like the Ashes happens, people do take notice. And people, even now, if there's if there's a test match, that's an exciting test match, people talk about, you know, strangers who sort of say, yeah. Yeah, oh, have you... Oh, any idea what the score and it's is? Why and, it's, and, it's, and it's why things like our, like Radders does our commentary, uh, online commentary, it does incredibly well because people will follow the game. Even if yeah. they don't go to the county ground, yeah. they will yeah. follow the game. And, and it, it's like, as a cricketer, as a, cr- a cricket lover, it, it drives me mad because I, I know how amazing it is as a sport. And you think more people should be seeing this. More kids should be watching this. Good yeah. is the, you know, we're here to talk about rugby as well, but cricket is the ultimate sport. It's a, such a great test of character. It's and it, you think more people need to know about this. It mm. drives me mad. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I like cricket. <laughs> and we're still <laughs> talking about that test match in India. Oh, well, wasn't that a yeah. good one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Even though we lost the second test. Yeah. Second yeah. <laughs> so rugby. So we have to. You know, we now only want you to pick your favourite as a commentator. Oh, well, that's. And you know what I'm going to say already. Yes, yes, you, we do. It's, well, it's it's easy because it's it's Saints Tigers uh, in yeah. in 2014 the semi final. Yeah. Yeah, it was the most astounding game I've ever seen, and and I still. Well, we we were all at a dinner last night with the ten year reunion dinner, and and so I'll repeat what I said then. It, it's. I remember that game far more clearly than the final. Yeah. And I was talking to a couple of people I decided at the dinner last night who hadn't been around Saints 10 years ago. And they were just asking me about my memories. And they were really surprised that I was saying, ah, oh, the semi-final was the one. Mm. Because actually, by the time they got to the final, I thought I knew they were going to beat Saracens. Yeah. I was so yeah. sure they were going to beat yeah. Saracens. But I did not think they'd beat Leicester. It's that, I was going to say, even thinking about it has hairs on the back of the neck going. Because it, it was from the minute you walked... In it parked was the car, absolutely from right. Walking, walking it down, special, it felt it? absolutely electric. So I remember we had a. So we did a program. We started. It must have been an eight o'clock kickoff. So we started at six at sevens, which is now Salesi Matthews Pub. Yes. So we, we were broadcasting <laughs> from there. I remember we. Ironic. Were, it was and it, yeah, quite. It was packed. The place was packed. Uh, Rick Corbusiero was there. Uh, I remember having a beer with him, talking to him. Ian Hunter was there. He left his lost his laptop that night. Left it the pub. <laughs> but it's funny all the details. You remember? Yeah. And it was it, it was warm. Everyone was drinking. The ground it was, it was a beautiful evening. It was a beautiful. Was That's a what lovely, I remember. Lovely yeah. Evening. Yeah. Was it? Was just, not no, just it, my no, it genuinely no, no, was. It was a balmy Because you look at the pictures now and everyone's in shirt sleeves, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, to right. right. ask you to just be quiet. Sorry. Let's get excited. No, I am. Falling, he's still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was a perfect May it was. day and May evening. And I'd been on a training course in Leicester. Oh, and I said, oh, I've got to go. But it was perfect for a commentary perspective as well. It, it had everything, you know, because it has the it had the controversy, it had the the, the depth. The, well, it wasn't that controversial, was I it? I guess who you sat next to. Who was I sitting next to? Doctor James. Was I? Yes, and Tim's memory of that game. Yeah. Is you you became quite overcome by what you were seeing, so you actually offered Tim the microphone. Did I? I don't remember that. And said, "Would you like a go?" And uh, Tim's response was, "No." I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Uh, Tim, uh, sorry, Tim, Tom Vickers. I call him Tim Bockers, but it, Tim from the Cron was sitting there, it was sitting there as well. I remember saying at half time, the two of us said to each other, well, I won't use the exact word, but we said they've blown it again. You know, it felt no, like... I, I, was, I was confident. Oh, I, no, I, I, I didn't was, think they'd blown it. Oh, no. There we go. No, I didn't think they'd blown it. I, I actually, I went, I, strange things you remember, because I went to the loo and suddenly, you know, that black eyed peas water, oh, God, that, that song that they always play, oh, but that leapt into that my head. More. And, and it was still quite new then, wasn't it? And I came back, I sat in my seat, and I said to my husband, it's okay, we're going to do this. Well, and was, he looked at me, I went, no, no, it's even, fine. It, oh, yeah, it's, uh, the, other, the other abiding memory I have, aside from the, the you know, amazing game and, and incredible try and everything else, uh, I remember uh, how I'd never seen Lenny and Ian as emotional. Uh, and that, that's how much it means yeah. to the club. Because they're, they're two people who are absolutely... Saints through and through, uh, and you know Lenny had. They both had tears in their eyes at the end of yeah, that game, yeah. uh, and I, it was extraordinary. The the wave of emotion that went through Franklin's gardens yeah. that night. It was it was special. It was really special, and and you know they captured that again. We we reflected last night. Even that game against Toulon just before Christmas. Yes. You it's, think, oh, that's a little bit of an echo, isn't there? there, there yes. like, that's yeah. the noise I remember. Yeah, yeah. that's that was again the atmosphere in that game was was. 
from the the time you got there. It's all oh, this. Something's... Sometimes you just know yeah. it's special, don't you? Yeah. Get Pragmas Gardens. There's a little yeah. crackle. There yeah. is. Yeah, there and is. You just think, mm, here we go. Here <laughs> yes. we go. No, I, uh, throughout that game, I didn't think we were going to lose, even when the red card happened. Yeah. I just thought. Well, I didn't see it, so I, I didn't it see it right in front well, of me. Well, I was going to say it must have been right in front right of you because, of course, us, I was yeah. in what's now the Tom Wood. Corner. Tom Wood Corner. Corner. Yeah. So I'd say I was thinking about this recently, actually. I mean, you asked me for one game. I think I've got that is my number one, but I've, I've probably got a triumvirate now mm. because there was uh, I, there was a game between London Irish and Wasps in about gosh, it must have been about two thousand seven. At do you remember they played at Wickham? Uh, oh, yes. uh, and Irish one is something like 54-48 it was oh, an incredible know. game uh, and Brian Smith who was director of rugby at the time had this wonderful attacking philosophy much like Saints have today and everything clicked that night and it was yeah. Mike Katz was on another level Shane Garrity and Topsy Ojo yeah. oh, well, yeah. it was a great time Salosi Mapasur Salala Mapasur so that was my other but then I add I've always had those two as my two favourites but I would now say Saints against Munster in Limerick it's probably the third part yeah. of that because that again was an unbelievable game of rugby. That as just as an achievement was yeah. to go to Munster to win to, to be go. that bloody minded to win when you're down to fourteen. It was in the conditions. In and, the yeah. conditions, I, I genuinely anybody you know those who weren't there, you cannot. I mean, I've watched it back on television, and it just does not no. convey no. the strength of the wind. The, the deluge that happened certainly in the second half of the second half because the wind the, the rain came on and off oh. and on and off and when it came on it wasn't just a little shower like, oh, was it yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's Irish Irish rain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and Turman Park is designed to be a winter well, it is, it is it? Like a yeah so yeah. you know and Saints I think you know George made that ballsy call to go into the wind in the first oh, half yeah. well I, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember if we were talking to you about this, but we saw Lenny. Uh, Lenny and I saw Richard. Co- uh, not Richard Cockrell. What am I saying? Graham uh, Rowntree yeah. at the airport. He was on our flight oh, home, yes. uh, and Lenny knows Graham Rowntree. Knows everyone. So he, he unfortunately for Graham Rowntree, he's on a flight with packed full of Saints supporters. <laughs> uh, that's but not, that's not fair, unfortunate. That's karma. He had a smile and he came up and Lenny said, "You know, uh, bad luck, mate." And he said, "As soon as they won the toss and played into the wind, I thought they mean business." It yeah. was a huge call, yeah. but you can see how that resonated straight away. It was yeah. a great call psychologically now because it go it defies all sporting logic. Normally you play with, with the, the conditions, yeah. yeah. But it was a huge call, and, and they nailed it, didn't they? Yeah. And they, they did, did exactly the same at Exeter. Because mm. uh, um, I, I, but the thing with Exeter was because the conditions weren't they were actually quite benign compared to them, <laughs> 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 um, and actually quite benign for for Exeter. I remember thinking at the time. Are you actually you want yeah thinking oh that's a big call because mm. when you go twenty six nil down it's even bigger <laughs> um, but no that that match I know I, yeah I, I put that match it's right up there it's isn't right it? up there yeah. it was uh, I I mean my abiding memory of that game is the poor television cameraman sat next to me because all his TV company gave him to keep his lens clean was a box of tissues. Oh, nice. So he basically ended up with Pape Masha <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the game. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a brilliant, brilliant game. And I need to give you a photograph, because I photographed you interviewing George at the end of the game. And I keep meaning to send In the tunnel? In the tunnel. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, yeah I would so like that. So you've got a record of that. You know, we were standing in the tunnel as well. I'll tell you something else that happened while we were in the tunnel waiting. Uh, Lenny's phone started ringing, and it was Chris Boyd. Uh, oh my so, goodness! So Boyd was back in New Zealand watching the game. Uh, texted me and I replied, said I'm in the tunnel, and immediately rang. He rang Lenny, 
Uh, and they, they were all, had a good old chat. Uh, and Lenny said it was like talking to Boydie when he was still the director of rugby. Oh, wow. So he said, hey, what, what do you think of the game, Boydie? And most people say, oh, it's a terrific game. And he just answered like he was still doing an interview. <laughs> But oh, yeah, he was, he was back home. Sunday morning then, wasn't it? Really it was very early hours. And he wished he was there. He, oh, he, he was longing to be there having a Guinness with Lenny. <laughs> well, look. Oh, life can't be that bad in New Zealand, surely. <laughs> <laughs> so, next question. Who is your role model? I say as a commentator and maybe you have a sporting role model as well. Oh, Bill McLaren. No, got to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, again, that's quite easy. I think if yeah. you're a, if you're a rugby commentator, uh, I, I grew up with them. You yeah. know, I grew up listening. I was going to say, if you just have been a rugby fan of any age. It's... Yeah, and it, it, he was. Well, it, there's been no one like him. There's still some very good commentators today. You know, Nick Mullins is great on yeah. the TV. Really, really good. Andrew Cotter is very good. But but everyone would say everyone would say Bill McLaren. I think, I think Any, anyone in broadcasting. I think the thing about Bill McLaren was he knew when to be quiet, didn't he? He knew he when to just let the action was speaking well, for itself. And none of us can ever be Bill McLaren. You know, in his turn of phrase <laughs> would sound cliched from anyone else, but from Bill McLaren was it was magical. But I think the one thing, and I've read his books, and I've you know I, I interviewed him. I was lucky enough to interview him as well. Um, but the one thing I tried and take to, to take from him is that he loved rugby. He loved yes. the game, even if it's a poor match he was able to retain that enthusiasm because it's a privilege what we do to sit yeah, there and, yeah. and to commentate the best seat in the house and get paid for it. And so I, I, ne I try never to be mealy-mouthed about it. We are, I should always be grateful for what I do and grateful for what those, you know, well, 46 players are now trying to do for us. Yes. Yeah. You know, sometimes we all get grumpy with, the, with poor decisions or, or poor execution. But you always try and be enthusiastic and love the game because it is a game, ultimately. There's the clues in the name, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It's, quite, it's quite hard to believe sometimes when Saints have, have lost and you read some of the message boards and you think, can I just wrap I find it, game? I find it so disheartening. You know, it's, it, it, it's, that's one of the worst aspects of modern life is yeah, social media. And, uh, and, you know, we all get it. We all get criticised and... You, We'll get messages, and I'll tell you what happens if people criticise us, and they, they do. You know, I've got to be thick-skinned enough to take that. But if you reply to them, they almost always back down. Yeah, because they yeah. don't think we're real people. They think we're just. You oh, know, are you? you? Well, we are. <laughs> but it's easy on social media, especially, to assume it's just. Yeah, you're just a voice. So you type, 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 and you go. If you reply and say. Well, that's not very nice. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm really sorry. Don't pay any attention to me. I'm just being grumpy. Well, don't do it in the first place then. You yes. Know. There was a, a classic case recently with Lewis, wasn't it? When he oh, actually yes. answered back and I've never seen backpedalling well, yeah. that fast. Exactly. And the young man was absolutely mortified. Call him out. Yeah. Call him out. Yeah. yeah. He, he, was, he was absolutely... And he apologised. He did. The, I, th I think people get confused. So it, it might be something you might say to your mates in the pub, you know, like, well, I thought so. Yeah, well, you know... Like a drain. But, that's you the difference. Know. It used to be in the pub, didn't it? But it not, used to be a Loud mouth in the pub would say. Or, it. You might say it to your friends. Yeah. And, you know, everybody knows it's just because you're grumpy because of the result. You wouldn't broadcast it to no, everybody. No, and that is the difference. Look, we've all been guilty of it. I know. Like, I go and watch the football with my son, and I'll be standing next to him, and I'll be saying, you know, what, what the hell's Rashford doing? Useless. <laughs> what a waste of money. Yes. I don't mean it. How much are we paying? And him? I'm not going to WhatsApp him. Or, sorry, I'm not going to find him on Twitter. And send him that. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. There is a famous example, though, where actually a player did call somebody out. I'm just trying to remember it properly. It was at Waterloo. 
and it was the mighty Tim Rodber. Oh right. Uh, yes. So you actually physically called him out. Yeah. So no. So somebody somebody has a go at Rodber saying, "Come on, Rodber, you can at least try." Oh yeah, and brave. Thinking, That's brave. Oh, brave. <laughs> yeah. So which Rodber looks at this guy and goes, "All right, my boots. Do you want them?" And I go, oh, "No." To which Doctor Jones goes, "Oh, I will." <laughs> <laughs> He's a good man to not yeah. isn't he? Don't yes. mess with him. Yeah, the mighty Jim. Um, on that note, on that note, we'd like you to choose. And you don't have to pick a current player. I'm going to be kind to you here. Okay. I know it's really hard. You can't, you know, yeah. in your role, you can't do that. I'm being too kind, aren't I? You are. Yeah, well, no uh, Your favourite rugby player of all time, but your favourite Saints player of all time. Well, I, I, I know. Or are has, they one and the same? Well, it has to be someone I've seen play, I think, because, you know, yeah. otherwise I'd say Mobs yeah, or no. Blackiston or no, Swan. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I'd say exactly. <laughs> he'll say Blackiston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, so I can't say any of them. No, you can't. Um, it's got to be somebody you've seen. Right, well, um, I suppose it's from. It, it's not necessarily the best player, but it's like the formative years. So the 80s and 90s was when was my formative years. And Wade Dooley was oh, so Blackpool big. Tower. Well, from yeah. Blackpool. Yeah. And we used to, well, yeah. he played for, he, and filed. He moved, yeah. he moved between the two. But I suppose Wade Dooley was the first real England player that came on my radar. Um, Will Carling was pretty soon afterwards in his team. But we used to see Wade Dooley on the beats in Blackpool. Uh, so it was quite yeah. a big deal. You yeah. know. Uh, it, it, was, it was obviously in the amateur era. Uh, and he was just, a, he, he was this mighty colossus, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably, you stand him next to second rows today, he probably wouldn't seem that big. No. But he was just, he just, you know, he he, he seemed like a, a giant in, a, in every sense. And so to a schoolboy from Blackpool, to see him on the beat was, was incredibly yeah. exciting. Yeah. And he was a rarity then because he wasn't playing in the top leagues although the league no, well, early early yeah yeah he was he was you know filed and stuck, um, stuck with it and hoppers were you know in he was pre- more preston than filed but yeah. he played for both yeah. so i suppose wonderful that... clubhouse at hoppers yeah well two great clubs you can stand in that you can stand in the bar with a pint at hoppers and watch the entire game you don't need to go outside oh it's a sort of that which given the rain so probably wade dooley just for what he represented yeah. but then you know then then Fairly soon after that, it'd be, do you remember, Dowie Morris, uh, yeah. Nigel Heslop. Yes. Because uh, we used to go and watch Oral quite a lot. That was, yeah. My uncle was from Wigan, so we used to go and watch Oral. So uh, those Oral players became, uh, you know, important players. Uh, do you remember the 91 World Cup's quarter final in Paris, when England beats beat France in yeah. Paris? And uh, Nigel Heslop uh, got really badly beaten up by yes. Serge Blanco right at the yes. start of the game yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would have been 15 then but I just remember the outrage yeah my hair that's Nigel he wasn't even that big Nigel no he wasn't he wasn't it was It was completely he was really done over by the playground bully well, wasn't he it was but he did hit Blanco very late when you, when you watch what actually happened <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah so Blanco got his own back yeah. so I, I picked out all the northern players I think yeah uh, so now you have to pick out a Saints player Ian okay. Hunter Ian Hunter oh it's because the era is again, isn't it, Ian Hunter? My very one of my very first games. I um, I remember sitting next to Ian, and he was putting his boots on, and uh, it was against Saracens of, of all teams because one of our mates we used to work. Tim and I used to both work abroad, and uh, Brian Davis would have been the scrum half. Yeah, and uh, Ian was put his boots on and he ran out, and I just he was the most elegant runner. Yeah, and and, and, and again, because I didn't see much of Saints back 
then. But so you relied on rugby special yeah. with yeah. you know Chris Ray on a Sunday afternoon, and it just seemed to be Ian Hunter every week running in tries from oh, all yeah. corners. Well, then, yeah, so he yeah, was yeah. the first Saints player that was really on my radar in a, in a big sense. Obviously, there was you know Rod Burt at the same time in Bayfield. But Hunts was the one who was appearing on the telly scoring yeah. tries. Yes, uh, and but, but looked totally different, you know, because he was a professional rugby. He was he, he looked like a professional rugby player yes. when everyone else was amateur around yeah. us. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't tell him that, but it, yeah, it's Hunts. No, nobody knows. Right? <laughs> well, no, it's not as if anybody's listening. Of course, now I've got to know him and realise what a grumpy bastard he is. <laughs> Ian Eeyore. <laughs> he gave me a very nice hug at lunch. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not that grumpy, really. He's not grumpy. No, I think I think he, he just he just brings a dose of realism in sometimes. Well, and it's all born from a deep love of Saints. Absolutely. He desperately wants him to the, them yeah. to win every week. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. you can absolutely, absolutely tell. So, uh, right now, I'm to, nothing saintly at all, but this is a an ongoing a running thing mm. about what's your cake of choice? Cake, yeah, lemon cake. drizzle. <gasps> yeah, easy, easy. Come on. This is your woman. Yeah, you can, can you make a good lemon drizzle? Can this woman make a good lemon drizzle? Well, Queen of lemon okay. drizzle. Right, well, I expect to see one, please. Okay. I expect you know where I live. <laughs> well, no, I don't. But... Well, you know what? Drop one off at the studio. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, I was going to say, that's why I had a um, shameless request for a meeting from the foundation. Something that could have been sorted out by email yeah. because they wanted my lemon drizzle. Cake. There we that's... go. Well, that's that's good endorsement. Yeah. That'll do for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get you. You'll have lemon you drizzle. You might not know this, but... Um, uh, Currently, band hooker mm. is powered by pikelets. Yeah. Is that right? Mm. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yes. My homemade yeah. pikelets. Yes. <laughs> right? yes. Outrageously, he attempted to steal your pasty the other day. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was, that was really, that, was, that could have gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that could have, for him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, and so, yes, we, the, question, the second question, if you are a pikelet eater, what do you put on your pikelet? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not really. What is a, pi- a pike looks like a little... It's a, a flat com- uh, crumpet. Yeah, it's like so a scotch pancake, isn't it? But no, it's... No. no it's, it looks like a scotch pancake, but it isn't. It's so, same as a crumpet batter. So you put a ju- bit of jam on it, do you? So you can put what you like oh, on I'll it. Oh, I'll go for some dams and jam. Dams and jam. Oh, and jam. Oh. The king of jams. Yeah. 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 Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Green gauge, I think, is actually. So the clothes that you get in France. Right. And you can't get it here. Um, so every time I go to France and I was in a panic when we went in September because I couldn't find any I thought oh my god it's been banned for some reason <laughs> but then when we went back I found some and that is beautiful I'll so look out for green it green gauge yeah. is absolutely gorgeous ok that sounds good so, yes so do you want to ask Lenny's question next? so we're going to ask Lenny's question oh Lenny gets to ask some yeah, questions yeah. only well, one um, ok fine. well we did make the job about it did yeah. yeah yeah, yeah we've, that's fine we've snuck in the sl- yeah. supplementary <laughs> Lenny's question I actually think he's being very kind to Graham I think mm. he is now, we all know you like the war. <laughs> right. So Lenny's question is, if your hobby wasn't being a military historian, yeah. what would it be? What would my hobby be? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's very difficult. <laughs> you, you, you he know, looks bereft. Yeah, so everybody. Got, he looks bereft. So you ask me what panicking. else? Oh, it's panicking. panicking. What else do I like to do? Or... Well, you know, well, no, I don't know. Your... I, I'm a bit worried about Lenny thinking that Military history yeah. is a hobby because I th- I really, see yeah. you see it more of a calling. Yes, I and, and agree I think with you. if we asked your wife whether so, it was a hobby, <laughs> she'd have something to say. Um, so I think when I've retired, I would quite like to be a beekeeper. How about that? Oh, beekeeper. Yeah, that's a hobby that appeals to me. 
Yeah, it's I, I, I had family members who are beekeepers up in Scotland, and they made the most incredible honey for one mm. thing. Well, the bees did. Uh, <laughs> but the, clever family. <laughs> yeah, very clever. But also, I so for a long time when I worked at Radio Berkshire, I worked with a man called Henry Kelly. Do you remember Henry? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Irish, exactly gold? right. Yeah. Uh, and he had a, a theory that when I was producing him. Uh, if we were ever short of a guest, he'd say, just get me a beekeeper, because beekeepers are never boring. Yes. And it was right. We, we had a network of about a dozen beekeepers. If we're ever short, I'll give Sitchins a drink. And they always had a story to tell. They were always interesting people. So I would like to be a beekeeper. beekeeper. Yeah. Well, well, that came out of left field. That was a really <laughs> good question. <laughs> well there, Lenny, That's a good one. Now, the last question. Yes. Because we haven't got much time. You're all right. We're okay. Yeah. No, right. we're not. We actually haven't got much time okay. on this for a very good reason. Right. <laughs> Okay. Because we could be a long list, but right. we're only allowed to choose one. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether we could use the term favourite. Yeah. But we're going to. What's your favourite battle? Battle? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you only have two minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of a difficult thing to say because, you know, I, we're talking about like, we're well, thousands of people are dying. <laughs> I know, that's why I said yes, the favorite. word favourite, doesn't yeah. it? The most, most interesting. interesting. The one that is compelling. It could be the shortest. The, the it song... a battle that lasted 45 minutes. It was a war so that lasted I, 45 minutes. <laughs> I've got to think about this. That was in Gulliver's Travels. Uh, I'm going to say, so look, I've got, so you know my friend John Cooksey and I spent many happy yes, hours walking around battlefields. And so that's always got a very incredibly special place in my heart. Uh, and I think of all of the battlefields that we did together, Gallipoli is the most incredible mm. place. Uh, because, uh, well, look, the Somme, Somme, Passionate, all the First World War battlefields I'm talking about, and Normandy as well, we did with Boydie. Uh, but Gallipoli, uh, we actually did, uh, we did several times. We did it with Foden. Uh, we, we did it, I don't know, we must have gone there three or four times. It's a long way to get to. It's so remote. Uh, it takes a lot of effort to get there. And it's, it's so evocative. It's so... Um, well, it's, it, unless you've been there, it's really hard to explain. The, the, the Australian beaches, Anzac, is a lot of people go there. A lot of Australians go there. Backpackers mm -hmm. go there and visit, uh, and it's it's very kind of sterile, you know. It's because you can see that there are you know uh, everything set up for the tourist industry. Mm -hmm. But you go to the British beaches, and because it, the Australians have claimed it, like Gallipoli, but it's a, every bit as much a British more than more than the Australians is a British battle and is a French battle. So if you go up to uh, you know other parts of, of Gallipoli, uh, you, you go to um, Suvla Bay, for example, where the British landed in August. It's it's so quiet and it's so hard to get to. You have to traipse over roads. We, the hire car gets battered and covered in dust. Uh, and I remember John and I climbed a, a hill very early in the morning because we wanted to record uh, around the time of the landing. It was just so beautiful. You can see across the Aegean. You can see the Greek islands in the distance. Uh, it's uh, and all around us. I remember picking up a bit of uh, crockery and saying to John, "What's that?" And he, and he looked at me and said, oh, "That's a bit of rubbish." And we moved on. There's more of it, and more and more. And suddenly, the whole hillside is covered in rum jars, the British Army rum jars, which had been left there a hundred years ago, wow. uh, and they were pristine. You know, they're broken up, yeah. but they're pristine because of weather conditions. Yeah. Uh, and it's to see things like that, if you walk the Western Front, you, you get used to finding bits of shrapnel and shells and so on. But when you see the rum jars, you think the men were sitting here having their breakfast like we are yeah. 100 years on. It's it's incredibly evocative, powerful place. And then down in Hellas, you go down to the south of the Gallipoli Peninsula. It's only a small place I'm talking about here. 
but you stand on Hellas, uh, the memorial at Hellas and think, this is Troy. This is the centre of the classical universe. Yeah. Uh, we did a book about someone called Frederick Kelly, who was a classical scholar, uh, and a, an Olympic rower who went down to Gallipoli with Rupert Brooke and all these other classicists. Oxford and Cambridge classicists joined the Royal Naval Division. And you can see why for them this was incredible that they were there yeah. in the centre of the Trojan Wars fighting, you know, in mm. 1915. So it's a, look, it's Gallipoli in short. Gallipoli uh, even has its own type of marker. It does, yes, of course. That's, well, Gallipoli um, marker, it's nicknamed. And of course, Blair Swannell, the great Saints yes. player, has his marker as yeah. Gallipoli as well. And we've, we've been there several times. Yeah, so uh, it, it's, it's a, a wonderful place. It's, it's a tragic place. Uh, and the beaches, there are signs up, the Turks put signs up saying, the, although these are beautiful beaches, these are also scenes of, yeah. you know, uh, these are treatments of memorials, so people mm. don't really swim in the sea there. It's not a holiday resort. Uh, and then also there's the famous words uh, of Ataturk all over the place. I can't remember the exact words, but it's just basically saying, you know, you came here as foreign invaders, but you, you, you're, you're now our sons, we're looking after you. It's, a, it's an incredibly powerful place. Uh, so if you have, ever have a chance to go, I would urge you to do so. Wow. Right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think thank you very much. Brian. It was my pleasure. It was, it's, been, it's, been it's been really nice on the tables turned. Yeah, yeah, the questions you're on the other side of the desk. Yeah. I quite yes. liked it. Yes. <laughs> Get used to this. Brilliant. Well, thank you. My thank pleasure. You. Thank, you. thank you very much. Right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed our um, cross-examination of, of Graham. Although, actually, it was quite easy. He just chatted quite a lot, really. And now on to our normal weekly ramblings where we, where we take it upon ourselves to try and find out what's been happening and give us a view on anything, whether it's, whether it's asked for or not. So, Claire, where shall we start? Well, I think we should start with the Games of the Gardens. I think uh, so. We had, we had a couple of crackers uh, over the weekend, an East Midlands derby to start with, Loughborough Lightning yep. playing their first East Midlands derby at uh, the Cinch Stadium at Franklin's Gardens um, against Leicester Tigers women um, at the first one, yes. And, uh, well, sadly a loss. Um, sadly, and yeah. A funny, old, a funny old game. It was, uh, it was very strange. Where Loughborough up front were utterly dominant. Um mm. Yeah, really, really dominant performance by the pack. Um, I thought um, the second row and the back row in particular were outstanding. I know you have a particular favourite in the front row, but we'll let you explain I that. I do. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so I thought the pack absolutely nailed it, did a really, really top job uh, of dealing with their counterparts. Yes. Um, it all seemed to go a bit peak tong when it came out of the pack and headed into midfield and beyond. It it, got um, very bitty, very bitty mm. in the midfield. It was sort of at the beginning of the game. It was quite fluid and they seemed to know their processes and know what they were doing. And for some reason in the second half, I don't know whether there were any replacements, that it just seemed to get bitty. You felt that um, scrum half and out half didn't quite know where each other was and they were looking around for players 
losing time and losing momentum. That was my take on it. Real shame. Yeah. Real shame. Yeah. And a, and a good, dif- great defensive display from the Tigers who doubled up on everybody. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh, it was it, yes, it was a bit of indecision on the part of the uh, the Loughborough women, but actually the Tigers women really. Well, they, did a were, they were forcing they were forcing the errors quite often as yeah. well because yeah. they weren't giving they weren't giving Lightning time and Lightning needed time by then, and it was there was a lot mm-hmm. of I would say panic, but it, yeah, forced errors by Tigers. The Tigers they did play well and took took their opportunities when they were there. And um, yeah. and there was a few, a few dif- one major defensive error that led to a Tigers yes. try. Come through! <laughs> oh, you have help yourself. <laughs> and off she goes. I thought you were marking her. Well, I thought it was you. I think there was a bit of that conversation went on, but yeah. Um, your woman? Oh, perhaps <laughs> not. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> um, I have to say though. Uh, there was a particular moment that I really enjoyed as a photographer, which was uh, Daisy Hibbert Jones putting somebody into next week. Yes. Um, getting yeah. the sequence of that tackle. Ah, <laughs> oh, photographers are like, thank you very much, Daisy. We'll have more of that, please. Uh, yeah. I always yeah. love taking photographs of Sadia Kabea because when she's rampaging a bit, I think Sadia took a one hell of a bang in the yeah. uh, first half, which I don't think quite recovered from. Um, so, uh, yeah, and Kath O'Donnell. When Kath O'Donnell and Lily Eves Campion are rampaging, everybody watch out because the two of them together. I mean, Kath's got amazing red hair. Yes, Good God, they're frightening those two. Uh, brilliant, brilliant second row we've got there. Um, but yes, yeah, so thank you to Daisy. That was yeah. But a shout out to Rachel Malcolm, who uh, yeah is a is a skipper in the I lead from the front. Um, and also has fantastic facials. Her reaction to a scrum penalty given being given against Loughborough, where she we got the full gamut of emotions to um, <clears throat> Mr. Craig Maxwell Keys. What? <laughs> uh, sadly, wasn't having any of it. But I often wonder with with players who do that, it's actually you're not really appealing for the offence that's just happened. You're just putting it in mind. For the next that, one, yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Don't you dare. painting the picture <laughs> as they say these days? So these yeah. are these photographs available yeah. for the common herd to look at on your red hot. Oh yes, yes, the yeah. common. Yes, yes. They're actually is the link on the front page, so you can enjoy the full glory of Dave, Daisy yeah. at work and um, Rachel's reaction. Um, yeah, Rachel is is it's it, it's remarkable. She's still. I understand she's still doing her university work, so she still tutors up here, even though she's a full-time <laughs> professional rugby player now. She hasn't given up the day job. Excellent. She's still looking after her students. So fair fair dues to her. But um, And it was lovely seeing them in their new black, green and gold. Saints, with, I was going to say, their saint strip, really. Their saint strip. And it looks really good on them. They it's look practice. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although we, you, you and I on Saturday were musing about... Uh, you know whether Mr. Maxwell Keys was exactly right letting two teams yes. play in black shorts. That was a bit. Yeah, that was a bit strange. Bit weird, but... but there you go. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, you have a choice of player of the match that I can't really fault. Uh, I do, I do. It's quite, it's quite this... liberating because we don't have to take into account anybody else's choice of player of the match, do we? For this, because <laughs> wasn't one. 
So, well, yes, I did. Somebody did one of the, photo- the photographer from Tigers did go up to uh, Pete Nuttall at the end and said, "Is there is there a player of the match?" And people, no idea. Yeah. I haven't been given anything. No. So, I'm not. Yes. So the Saints hooker, who as as Doctor Jones said, could have been a scrum half. She was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Did she score three tries? Did she a score all the yeah, tries? Yeah, yeah. scored a hat trick in the first half. Absolutely cracking player. She's just busy, 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 but it's it's busy with a purpose. You know, some some players are busy and you think, I don't know what you're doing, mate. You're just being busy and not actually achieving anything. She was just busy the whole time, making a nuisance of herself and, and just fast, rapid. Yeah, very much, very much a hooker in the Saints mould, our current mould of hookers, I think. Yes. She was... Brilliant. Yes, so and Catherine Treader had an outstanding game. Yeah. 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 So she was my yeah. player of the match. An outstanding game. By a country mile. Yeah, no, I fully understand that. Oh, also has a great smile, usually because yes. before she clatters into somebody and flaps her. She did Although, like that. She... Uh, the, tight head pro- <laughs> the tight head prop for Leicester. There's the one minute where Rachel Malcolm's going, no! No, no, not the replacement. I think this oh. is the starting tight head. Oh, Absolutely right. wiped her out in the second yeah. half. <laughs> I did feel for her. She went down. But she got up. Still smiling. Still, um, she and, does look you know, like she's living ball, her best so. life. Yeah. Yes. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and and so, well played. Uh, you know, well going. played to everybody who turned up. Made it a record just shy yes. of 2,000. A record crowd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really, good. really good. Uh, it's great to see, and um, yeah, and a good noise. And, and, and well done to the Tiger supporters for coming along. Uh, yeah, there were lots tra- of them. As we've always talked, good, good to hear have, hear a travelling support. So, um, yeah. so I think East Midlands derbies are going to get a bit tasty. I yes. feel next season's yes. going to be even better. <laughs> it was pretty good this season. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bedford. Bedford. Oh my lord, Bedford! Uh, they were up in the northwest playing Coldy. Uh, <laughs> one Sam Dickinson was on the bench for Coldy. Now, given was he? he was at the dinner, more of that. Well, shortly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm not sure what sloshed onto the pitch in the no. second half, but there do Sam. <laughs> um, so the Blues went up there. Really tough. Patton Field is a really. Uh, I'd love to go up at some point. It's a tough place. It's, apparently the grass is like, you know, like old style, yay, yay long. Um, and but do they, they have they a slope? a few there. Do they have a slope? No. no. Well then, really? No, I don't believe so. Don't believe so. But they've got very long grass and a lot of mud. Anyway, oh. the Blues won actually what sounded like a really good game. Uh, several Saints players playing. Uh, well done, Tommy Lockett. There he is again. <laughs> And uh, Jake Garside came in as a late replacement, so it's good to see Jake back out on the uh, on the turf. Yeah. Um, but well done, winning up there. Uh, this was a rescheduled game because it was called off because of a frozen pitch uh, before Christmas. So uh, four points in the bag in what is looking an incredibly tight championship Very close, at isn't the top. Mm. Mm. Uh, well done, mm. putting right the wrongs of um, the previous top, week. Uh, well done. Right, the right now. Uh, I have we, I said both games at the gardens. We, of course, witnessed a yeah. cracking oh. under 18s game. Yeah. 
lots yeah. of talent on show from both teams. Um, yes. Saints, uh, Newcastle Falcons were the visitors to Saints. And uh, I thought they played blimmin' well, given basically Saints blitzed them yes. for the first 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, blew them away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blew them away. But fair dues to them. They didn't give up. They kept going. Um, and, and the they never got niggly. They never got niggly. No, apart, never... from, apart from there was a bit of a there was a bit of a tantrum, which I I, I have to say I laughed and I shouldn't laugh. There was a bit of a, a bit of a tantrum over <laughs> one of the tries where they thought we'd knocked on, and it was a real stamping the feet moment. Oh, I missed I missed that. But... <laughs> well, it was in front of me, so I couldn't really miss yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, there was lots of hooves being you know stamped. Uh, yes, but apart from that, um, and you could kind of understand why they thought, but you know. It was given. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'll say. Uh, yeah. And actually the photograph showed he grounded the ball and then he knocked it on. And I believe that order that order says he scored a try. Yeah, that order <laughs> is fine. Yes. Doesn't matter what happens yes. after the grounding. Yeah. Afterwards. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so well done. And another hat trick. Now I'm going to let you say who scored it, given your husband's appalling humour. Ghosting in. Uh, was oh yes. I've said it now. You have. I figured. <laughs> who was it? Uh, it and oh now, <laughs> it's Rafe. Oh, Rafe. Oh, Rafe. It's oh, a really unusual, really unusual surname. It's something like Wheat Eat, isn't it? Yeah, Rafe. Yes, it's Wheat. It's well, it's Withyat or. It's W-I-T-H-E-A-T. Yes. And uh, he scored a magnificent hat-trick. Um, and, yes, your husband. Yeah, my husband said, terrible oh, look, he ghosted through. Because he thought Rafe was like Rafe. Just thought I'd explain. Yes. It's not always obvious with my <laughs> husband where he's coming from. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he uh, he, he was the left wing. And he, he, yeah. he was really, yeah, excellent. Excellent. There were some. So, there was well some. Done, yeah, stunning tries actually. Stunning, stunning tries, and um, the yes, the interplay between it's the same DNA again. It's like, it is. Oh yes, yes. Very much. One of the coaches came. So. One of the coaches came and sat behind me because Saints did go a little bit off the boil when you blitz a team like that, and Newcastle took yeah. advantage of it. But as a result, apparently some of the coaches were getting a bit excited. So one of the coaches came and sat behind me because they were, quote, doing these head in. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but they recovered themselves and in the they second did. half pulled away. Yeah. Pulled away. But well done to the Falcons. It's a long way to come. And uh, you put up a, a good battle there. Uh, you've got some good youngsters coming through. So, uh, uh, so well done. But congratulations to the Saints boys because it's the third season in a row. Yeah, uh, that they've got to the final, and it's the first season for our new academy coach, um, who's called Charlie Reed, and Charlie's lovely. Uh, he's oh, done right. a really, really good job. Uh, um, really lovely chap, um, and uh, I loved his. Oh, there you go. That was an early one, wasn't it? Uh, yes. I loved his comment in the huddle. <laughs> I loved his comment in the huddle at the end, when he said, "Go make memories. Go and enjoy this." Yeah. Oh. Enjoy this moment. Go and see your mum. And I just thought, that is fabulous. That is yeah. utterly yeah. fabulous. A bit like, you know, Harry not knowing 
whether he's ever won a game. It felt that, that sort of feel yes. about it. It's about enjoying yeah. the game. Yeah. And because for well, some of these lads, they are playing their la- their last games in GB and G, because yes. they if they don't go into the academy, that's it. They're off uh, to go and play in other clubs around the country. So uh, I thought that was a, a magnificent moment from, uh, from Charlie. Hats there off, to hats off sure to all the they, mums they and dads enjoyed. on the touchline. So the Newcastle mums and dads as well. And there was one lad, his yeah. mum and dad happened to be standing next to us. And um, he said, oh, yeah, I'll come back with you because it's easier. Oh, is it? They said. Oh, yeah, you, you'll just need to wait for me. <laughs> I need to go have and get something from the bus and do this and do that. And you're thinking, you could see them thinking they've got completely other plans. But <laughs> anyway. Yes. They were going down the pub until that moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so, <laughs> so well done. Well done to uh, the Saints lads, because uh, uh, well done yeah. to Hoppers. Uh, but well done, well done to Hoppers for managing yeah. it so also well. And good luck next Sunday yes. at King's Home. Yes, good luck at King's Home. Sadly, I won't be able to go. I spent all Saturday evening trying to remember what I was doing <laughs> on Sunday, and uh, I am in London celebrating a family event. So um, yes, sadly, I will not be at King's Home. But, you know, it's finals day, so all the teams play each other in the various, you know, fifth place, sixth type event. And But Saints are in the final. Excellent. So, uh, Brilliant. Here's, to, here's to a glorious victory. Or if not, just enjoy it. I think Charlie's sentiment yeah. is absolutely spot on. Yeah. Enjoy the moment um, because it's really important. Talking of enjoying the moment. <laughs> Mr. Dingwall. <laughs> Mr. Dingwall. He scores in the corner. He goes to celebrate and his legs stop working. <laughs> oh, dear. I've got oh, in both legs, which is why I fell over. Yeah. Yes, so I end up crawling around. <laughs> oh, bless him. 80,000 people, bless him. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done, Dingers. You've had, you know, uh, you've had to wait a long time for your chance, yes. but you've taken it, so... Absolutely yeah. fair lot, dues. A lot of, it, lot of in a and outing. Grim, grim struggle of a game. Oof. A lot of in and outing. Yeah. He's been in umpteen squads. It was a bit of a struggle of a game. Um, yes. It, it was a bit of a hard watch. Please, referees, just, just ding them if they can't get themselves up. Not dingers. Don't ding dingers. No, but no. Ping. Know, the packs really ping. can't get their... Ping. No, yes, ping rather than ding. Um, yeah. If the pack can't get its act together or both yeah. of them, can't they get their act together to get a scrum away, then ping them. Uh, yeah. George Ford, go and learn the flipping rules, laws Lots. of the sport. It's move in any direction. It has been for ages. Just ask Joe Simmons and Ollie Slyho. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it happened in the World Cup as well. Didn't, didn't mm, France in yes. against the Ramos. Box. Ramos. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're exactly the same. Yeah. So, no, no, George, I'm not having the it doesn't make sense routine. The Although, the having, having said that, Dan Bigger, who you think would never come out on the side of George Ford when playing Wales, said he thought he hadn't, it was still part of his setup because he stopped again. So, you can't do that. You can't do it. Just ask Joe because it was that single tiny movement of Joe Simmons that meant Ollie was off like a rocket and kick, 
kicked the ball off the tee. Yeah, they've got to learn. And, and England's actually are careless now because we've had George, for, uh, George not George, Owen Farrell running down the clock. Down the clock. We've had George yeah. doing this. They need to... Yeah, they need well, to tighten up a bit. No, because... what they need to do is get rid of those two and put Finn in. <laughs> That's all they bloody well need to do. And then we wouldn't have any of those shenanigans because he doesn't waste energy doing that. Also, it might mean the centres and the wings might see the blasted ball. And breathe. <laughs> and breathe. And yes. breathe. At slightly faster speed. I mean, did you notice, was it Crowley, who's playing for Ireland, scored his first senior try for Ireland? Not Leinster, for Ireland. And yet we're saying all oh, Finns, you know, he's a bit not right. Not right. Yeah, yeah. You know, the machine, yeah. the mach I mean, I know they played sex until he was 97, so they weren't really, you know, given the they choice. But seriously, yes, really... guys, I mean. And, and also the fact that you've got this, the Mitch, the, the partnership with Mitch, that just works so well. Stop it. Stop it, Steve Borthwick, and get rid If you want to win with any anything, rather than... No, I'm now. I'm now. I'm spent. I'm spent yeah. now. Yeah. She's in ramp mode. She's in ramp mode. Yeah. I've just had right. it. Everyone knows that. <laughs> anyway, we, we do have a, con a congratulations to another saintly connection, don't we? We do. We uh, do. Holly yes. Davidson. Yes, who uh, was the assistant referee on Saturday. Uh, I yeah. think she was the first woman to be an assistant referee in the Six Nations. So, well done her. And she, of course, is the partner Has Joy of never done Helen it? Nelson. Oh. Has Joy no, never done it? No, she's been the TMO. Oh, oh well, yeah. No. Brilliant. TMO, yes. no. no. She's never run the touchline. Hmm. Apparently so. Somebody well done, will correct Holly. us. Do below if we're wrong, but I yes, don't think so. Yes. They're making a bit of a thing of it. Well done, Holly. Yes, and as I say, the Saintly connection is yes. uh, Loughborough. <clears throat> Loughborough's outside centre. No, inside centre. Get it the right way around. Uh, Helen Nelson. Brilliant. So who was playing on Saturday. That must be a bit weird. You know, what do you talk about when they get home? I want to talk about England-Wales. I would. Well, actually, no. Helen probably didn't want to talk about what happened. No, to that probably was no. Did, well, I played. Let's move on. How did you get on? Myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell me about your yes. day. You don't yes. need to hear about mine. <laughs> yes, I think was probably the uh, uh, what went where on. it ended up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, of course, on Friday night at. Bath in the bath. Yes. Oh my god! That, oh, that's it was it. raining. Anyway, how, how unusual. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. A memory came up as you probably saw on my Facebook page, saying uh, about a match I took some mates to. Where oh, it was a deluge. Um, yeah. At Bath doesn't narrow it down. As uh, Simon Robinson, our dear friend, dear Robert, as our dear friend Simon Robinson said, Smurf said, "Oh, what a surprise! It's raining at Bath." Yes. Anyway. It, England under-20s took on Wales under-20s. I, I don't think we can recommend this tournament enough because no. um, both both sides, again, cracking, cracking rugby. And Saints yeah. players played a huge part in it. Huge part. Again. Um, huge. Again. Archie McParland at last made his debut after the very oh. forlorn Archie yes. that we had the Full previous Muppets. week. Archie Yay made his debut. Yeah. 
He full muppet and then scored as well. So well yes, done. Yes, he, he did. Tie and and his debut. So well done him. Um, Craig Wright was just everywhere. Let yes. me heck, that guy's got an engine. It's he Saint just Hooker. Motors. Saint Hooker. Rapid mm, in the another, way. Another Saint Hooker. They could all slot in everywhere, couldn't they? Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and Toby Cousins. My God, that moved through the midfield. Henry Slade. Note. Note, yeah. Um, Toby, another one, huge pace, um, and uh, put, I think it was Wells away to uh, to score in the corner. So, yeah, well done, well done. And then, of course, it's him. The man. (laughs) Henry Pollock. (laughs) Henry Pollock, well, well, I mean, he is just, just amazing. Just, just amazing. Although, apparently... Without putting you under the bus, um, Hoppers was not happy with his performance. Thought he could have done better. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Well, there's um, always room Welsh for decided, the, the Welsh decided that their tactic was going to put six men on him. Yeah, which... yes. <laughs> make, would make it well, quite Henry hard. was game. He was still going. There was no, you yeah. know. Yeah, yes. yeah. <clears throat> but actually, the star of the show in many ways, yeah, yes. apart from the... You know, the two match day 23s was actually the referee who was <laughs> just utterly <laughs> superb. That I'm, woman I'm was not... awesome. Awesome. Those words that nobody wants to hear I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed in you. Yes. It was just, yeah. Uh, yeah. You told me yeah, we... in the changing room you could control your teams, or were you just lying? No, no, we weren't. No, we weren't. We're really sorry. We're sorry. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. We'll go and talk. We will. We will. We're going now. Please don't look. Don't give us a disappointed face. Please run away. Yes. Yeah. Amy Barrett-Teron, I think her name is, she yes. was outstanding throughout the game. I have to say she I controlled them. Yeah. I thought she was utterly outstanding. As was the the lady who um, who refereed the under 18s game yeah. uh, on Saturday. Sadly, I don't know her name. She was. I, I think she... she was Emma. Somebody. I think. Yeah. I, I don't. I, oh, actually, can I have a look? I've got the match reporter. Uh, she was. No. She was absolutely um, wonderful. She kept up with play, and some of it was really rapid. I have yeah, to say. They were... They were and, quick, um, and seemed to be really good at explaining what was going on. And um, yeah, it was good. No, I thought she was utterly excellent. No, we haven't, haven't got the ref, so uh, well, well I done. S- I saw a, a Twitter from one of the the uh, the, the refereeing uh, team. They clearly yeah. enjoyed it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that that's excellent. And and yeah, fair dues. You know, the, let's hope the refereeing team get an, uh, uh, as much out of this. Uh, tournament as the, clearly the players do. Yeah. So, uh, but Henry Jock is next player of the match. He's second, collecting them. Second player of the match. One, yeah. two. It's like Green Shield stamps. He's put them in a book. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> she said dating herself. She, yeah, they did um, not. They have no idea what you're talking about, of course. I'm far too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. moving swiftly on that line. Uh, <clears throat> Media Watch. Media Watch. Well, we've come straight in from uh, from Look East. <laughs> it's a good job I've used up quite a lot of my ranting on uh, Steve Borthwick's selections because <laughs> Look East, they managed to mention Dingers and 
interviewed him and his try and yada yada that was good uh, interviewed Ian Hunter about Dinger's try sorry and and that was quite and then swiftly that's right that's him done moving on to Freddie Stewart pardon <laughs> sorry <laughs> yes because yeah. he was born in Norfolk so therefore doesn't play for a team within the Lucky East catchment area but hey never mind we'll just crack on with him so that was all about him and um yes mm. well we could have talked about henry pollock of course we could have talked about a lot of things yeah. we could have t- <laughs> yeah. we could have talked about lafra oh, oh yes no, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory and hunts come on you should have put a little word in for george burbank yes. yeah yeah no look he seemed to think that freddie stewart is nailed on to fly, uh, fly full back next 800 years until yes. he dies yes. basically so yeah. uh yeah which shirts his and all well, you muppets who fell for that photograph of freddie stewart leaping in the air supposedly above the height of everybody else in the pit you idiots is a composite <laughs> <laughs> no freddie stewart cannot leap single-handedly 10 foot in the air can he not Oh. No, <laughs> only Courtney Laws can do that. Anyway, so yes. yes, so yes, so look anyway. east. It was so, impressively rubbish as ever. Mm. <laughs> uh, well done to all the photographers who got that a fantastic series of photographs of Dinger scoring his try. We got yeah, it from no. all angles. They were really good. Nose. Yes, was, <laughs> with the back uh, stadium some, in the background. Some yes. interesting uh, grimaces on his face, presumably as the cramp took hold. And he realised he couldn't stand up. Yes. So. Yes. He, he was going to be wandering around on his knees for a few seconds. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, yes. But well done, Dingers. Top work. Um, and England are two from two. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had no good news last we week. We did have some cracking news last week. Um, so young George Hendy, yay, extended his contract, renewed his contract, whatever they do, re-signed. He's staying with us anyway. Um, which is brilliant news. And he's well on the mend, well on the mend. He's off crutches, out of a brace, everything, hoping to be appear somewhere on the line with, within the friendlies. So that's really good news for George. Excellent. And I presume the, the other hobbling Excellent. wings will be a similar recovery rate as well. So I think they're on very, very, very well. And of course, we had the little video that James Ram put out of him. You know, running around doing yes, stuff in the, yes. in the barn, yeah. as Mr. Darwin likes to call it. Yes, um, loves, so, loves yeah, it when it's he, called the barn. It looks like yeah. <laughs> barn. No, yeah, I love it. I think it's perfect. No, no, no bulldogs chewing wasps <laughs> impersonation going on there when you mention the barn. The barn. And, yeah. Who needs a high um, performance centre when you've got a barn? It yeah. Would have been a lot cheaper if the signage was my was when when um, Dad said that. I just thought, oh, that's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Anyway, we all uh, melted and, at that point. Yes, and the other great signing is the man who every appearance in green, black, and gold he's won. All six of them. All six. Yes, all right. Saying two oh eight six. Don't undermine it. It sounds more impressive. <laughs> Yes, young Tarek. Well, six is pretty blooming impressive, it is given pretty, that it is impressive. if you think it started in Glasgow yes. in that deluge course, yes, so yes. so. I mean, you know, he he swam onto the pitch. He did. Um, he did. Yes. So and 
and he's 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 grown, you know, and he also played in that uh, brilliant game at uh, Sandy Park. I mean, if you look at some of the victories yes, he did. he's been part yeah. of, he's extraordinary. Yeah. So uh, his career has is is uh, definitely been the roller coaster on the way up. You yes, know what he's a, um, looks so like well a very done, talented Tarek. young man, uh, I think. And, yeah, and he's already on England's radar, which is just as well because, um, you know, Joe Marler, aged 86, does need a rest yes, at some point. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> so <coughs> so yes. that's good news. So, um, in photography, that's good news. In photography corner, um, well, I'm going to talk about the anniversary dinner later because that was the hilarious photography corner of the week. Um, and uh, I ended up with more lenses and cameras at the two games because, of course, we started in... I'm not going to say sunshine because we started in rain. Started in rain. St what else? Yes. Um, in, yeah, rain. And it wasn't meant to rain. It was 0% at the beginning yeah. of the day. By 10 yeah. o'clock, mysteriously, we had rain. Um, so it started in daylight and it finished very much in the dark. So I had a the day and the night lenses with me. Uh, and, yeah, it was good fun. enjoyed it. Lots of photos to work my way through. Um and yeah, the uh, under 18s in particular for the first 20 minutes kept me very busy. So uh, yeah, so the so the tog the tog gig is going well. Good walking good, rugby, good, good. Mrs. Saunders. Out the injury, are, are you going to be back? Are the um, S &C no. guys working on you? <laughs> no, nobody's nobody's <laughs> working on me. I've got I've got a tubey grip to remind myself that I've got a poorly leg because otherwise I forget and try and go upstairs too rapidly and stuff. So. I won't be back on Thursday because uh, although um, Callum did suggest, well, you could go and watch. I thought, no, I can't. You just want to join in and I might, well, yeah, probably won't. Um, it, it's ha it didn't happen uh, last Thursday because too many of us were going to the dinner. So it's back on again this Thursday, um, but I will probably not make it till next Thursday. That is something, well. <laughs> the blasted problem of getting old a, you injure more easily, and B, it takes longer to get better. It's no fun. Yes. So, and yes. and how's Doctor T's yes. walking rugby? So, uh, Doctor T's walking rugby is going very well. So much so that the cheapskate actually stopped being a cheapskate this week and bought himself some new boots, which he wore on Sunday. And uh, and given the weather we've had, all, yeah. you know across the counties it's been a bit wet so he was quite grateful for his studs because i think he'd have been going for a uh, yes a slide so he the grip was much better good um unfortunately he did manage to injure somebody not because he you know tackled them or anything like that no he threw a ball and they had to reach for it and then did their back oh so well. as you say it it is a, it is a sport it's a sport that reveals your age. But he came home muddy people. and happy. Oh, with that light. Harry and Toaster Under Older Nines. <laughs> muddy and happy. Yeah. Toaster Under Nines didn't have a game. Muddy and happy. He was a happy... <coughs> well, he gets a double bubble with his Dr Jones because not only does he get to play walking rugby, he gets to go on his bicycle. So, you oh, know, marvellous. He's, he's marvellous. a very happy boy. Man in Lycra comes home muddy and happy. <laughs> Um, Saint, Saint Supporters Club. Saint Supporters How are we Club. Doing? We're doing all right. Um, we've we've had a little flurry of an increase in membership. Uh, people wanted to go on the coaches Ooh. to Harlequins that are getting uh, very popular. So uh, if you want to go on the coach to Harlequins, might I suggest you book it. If you join the Supporters Club, it's cheaper. So um, you know that's that's 
and and we are going to have a stand at the open day come along and have a chat with us see what we're all about see what we're hoping to do in the future and you'll recognize we have uh high-vis jackets on i think they're white i think we went for white in the end um with saint supporters club logo on and and on the back as well and we will also have um some volunteers who are helping the club push people into queues i think is the general idea and marshall stuff so that's how... not push people over no 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 we don't no, like when i say push people over. into queues just like stay there you've got a queue there um yeah so we're helping support the club at the open day which i is an all-time first and really good news really good working together so which is what we were one of the things we were aiming for so that's that's grand so yeah Excellent. <clears throat> and you want at some point, I'm going to say, I'm going to squeal on you. You want to talk to the club about bears. I do. Yes, because not teddy bears, not at all. In fact, quite well, Bristol bears. Or Bristol. Yeah. Now there's the thing. Bristol. No, I'm going getting ahead of myself here. So there used to be real bears at Franklin's Gardens. Real bears. Bears that attacked people and stuff. One mm. of them was blind and was very sad. Bears that were maltreated. A sad tale of blind Josh. Blind Josh, maltreated bears, but well-treated bears. Bears coming from Russia that escaped or got lost or something, didn't get there on time. But we had <laughs> real bears at Frankie's Gardens. And Bristol called themselves bears. And I don't think they've had bears. Well, they might have had them at Zoom, no. but not, not at Ashton Gate. And, uh, yeah, I think we're missing that. I'm, we need to get the bears included in the history of, of saints and franklin's gardens yes definitely i'm all for that yes blind josh needs his story josh. needs to be told everybody he yeah, needs mr. not Frank to have been mr. shot in franklin. vain yes mr franklin hold your head in shame but this story about the bears as well and the man who fell into the bear pit and was attacked oh. by one of the bears and there just happened to be a member of the militia passing who was able to, um, this bear pit doesn't sound terribly secure to me, because he was able to beat the attacking bear about the head with the with the, the, the blunt end of his musket. I don't, I don't even, is that what passed for entertainment in those days? I don't know. But the bears, bears, we need the bear story out there. Out there. So I've we do. Got, I've got yes. to, that's my mission, having, uh, yeah. More bears. bears. More, More bear bears. stories at the garden. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we need to talk about the anniversary dinner. We do, we do. It was very yes. lovely. Got posh a jolly gathering. A jolly gathering. Yes, you did. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, well, well, I sort of smartened up a bit. You did. Didn't wear the red hat. You took advice. Jeans. Yeah. No, I didn't wear jeans. No, and I took advice from the red hat, which fortunately everybody said, "Oh no, don't wear it." Yes. Yes. I get a night off. The hat wasn't too hurt. It was with me, but yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yes, and uh, it was good. Well it done, Mr. McKechnie. Yes, um, he, yeah, he did. He did a, a grand job. He got into it very quickly. Yeah. And uh, we we relived that season. We did, we did. Particularly, there was an inordinate amount of time spent on one particular episode of that season. <laughs> so it's all right. The yeah, punch, yeah, yeah. The, mean? the punch. <laughs> just, you think... <laughs> Well, as somebody said, he'd, he'd just still be serving time now if it happened today. But it got one week ban for punching Tom Youngs. Well, yeah. I still think my theory is because the whole of it, the RFU went, oh, we've wanted to do that. Yes. <laughs> He's an annoying little tick. 
well done that man but we've got to see look as if we're banning you so one week marvelous yes yeah remarkable mm. yes yeah. so it was a jolly evening it was great to see so many of the lads back both pc brothers yes uh a sam dickinson who was yeah. playing on saturday as i mentioned yeah. earlier yeah uh, dylan Walduck. dylan don Waldock, dylan yeah uh ryan glynn uh, yes um yeah glynn yes. Uh, digger, uh, digger i don't think digger had had to travel far <laughs> no no and gave me a lovely big hug. Did it, I didn't. I, I missed talking yeah. to him, but yeah, Luther, it was of Luther. Luther was oh, there. Luther, yeah, yeah, looking Luther. very trim, very trim, very yeah. yes. Well, yes. he he was telling me he was worried that once he'd given up playing, he'd just run to fat. And I went, yeah, it does happen quite a lot. You see people give up <laughs> playing. Oh, digger, maybe that, and they just carry on eating what they were eating when they were playing, and of course they're not burning off nine million calories a day anymore. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so Luther had used his head on that one. So good. Uh, Tom Mercy and yes, uh, Woody, of course. And yes, Douse uh, being a player as being a player, to a director loving of... being just an ex-player. Um, yeah, being an ex-player. Oh, and Daisy. At the back in the photos. Daisy and yes. Smiler, and yeah, it was a good showing, actually. Good it showing. It was a really good showing. It, it seemed that the American contingent were the ones that uh, uh, were absent. So yes. you will do these, your Ben Foden's, yeah. Uh, Samu, who apparently couldn't get his paperwork sorted out. Again, um, is this not a... But also, classic Samu. We, were, we were talking, um, my husband and I were talking, of course... Um, you don't get as much holiday, do you, in the States? So whereas no. you'd think if you were if you've got something here you'd think, well I'll take a couple of days holiday and go. They have so their their holiday allocation is so low you can kind of understand why they didn't you know, with with if you've got family as well, you don't want to be spending your holiday your two weeks holiday allocation, half of it coming over here when you've got Kids yeah, that you need exactly. to see. So, yeah, yeah yes. I think it's we did get a tour. We did get a tour of um, Mr. Foden's latest piece of real estate. <laughs> he was trying of. to sell us an apartment in downtown Manhattan or somewhere. And uh, what was it five million dollars? Yeah, I don't of course. We'll have two. I don't know. I lost. I lost what he was saying because there was a, quite a lot of jeering. I felt going on, quite a lot of jeering <laughs> from his his teammates. <laughs> yes, of course, getting a degree of stick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so, and the highlight of the evening, which was completely chaotic and very funny, uh, and well done to everybody who donated, who actually won the prize in the auction. Uh, yes, uh, Anna did a great. Anna Wingroth did a great job of uh, organising the evening, and Beef did an amazing job with the auction as usual. So, uh, people paid some money, uh, quite a significant amount of money, to have their photo taken with the squad. It was utter chaos. It was. Trying to, it was. Human butterflies at work. Herding cats um, but... doesn't even start to describe it. <laughs> and then, of course, once you've got the players sorted out and the person who won the prize, immediately people go, oh, look, there's all the squad. I'll take a photograph. And stand up in front of me as I'm about to take the shot. Of course. Like, hold back, ladies and gentlemen. A bit like being a Can wedding photographer, yeah. It was, yeah, absolutely. Utter chaos, but great fun. And uh, I managed to get everything And the food sorted. was gorgeous. The food was really I good. The food was brilliant. I think um, whoever the catering team were, yeah. 
they did a cracking job. Uh, I, love, I love watching them bring it out as well. It's like a military operation. The woman who's in charge of it is really good. But, uh, yeah, the food was, was, I think, some of the best I've had at a dinner there, I have to say. Yes, it was very, very nice. Very nice indeed. And uh, the lady that was doing it was working very closely with Anna. They were checking mm. the itinerary. So we didn't get behind. If anything, we were running ahead for chunks of it, which is why we could talk to the, uh, the players as much as we did. <clears throat> because they ran it so well. Yes, very good. So well done to the team for the uh, anniversary dinner. Um, and uh, yes, 10 years. Well, let's see what happens this year. Um, and then <laughs> fingers, toes. Turfling, whatever yes. you can cross. Um, yeah. Anything, yes. So up and coming games. This weekend is a bit quiet, except for weird, one isn't very it? important thing. Very yes. important thing. Because it's the Six Nations Fallow Week. So yes. Now, um, but then um, uh, Lightning aren't playing. Uh, the Blues aren't playing. Um, but a very important team are. Yes. Which, of course, is our under-18s. Who are playing in the final, at final stay at King's Home. So we send them our very best wishes. Yeah. Go and enjoy it, lads. You know, yeah, go and make it, those It'll be memories. the last time you play together as a group. Go make those memories, as Charlie said to you, because yeah. it really is, um, yeah, a really important day. And congratulations for everything that you've achieved so far this season, because yeah. uh, you've been a credit to the club. Yes, yeah, so, go and have fun. Well done. And then we are talking to our next guest. Oh, we um, are. Yes, we've got we're our next special guest next week. Yes, uh, we're talking to them on the twenty-first of February. So we are. Put up yeah. the pod. Shortly after, shortly after, a very special guest. Uh, am I allowed to say related well, I, to I, the Saints in um... I think, are we going to give a hint <clears throat> or are we going to, what? How are we going to, how do you want mm. to dress them? Should we just tell them well, I... or should we leave them hanging on? Or what do you think? Do you want a hint? I wish we will leave them hanging on, but we will say this is a former Saint who's got former a very. Saint. Uh, Again, another fascinating. A former saint's got a really interesting story to tell. Yeah. We're really yeah. looking forward to an old friend who we're really looking forward to yeah. uh, talking Lovely to. Lovely boy. So uh, yes, so we will. Yeah, really, really nice chap, and uh, we're looking forward to having another chat with him. But do hopefully you enjoyed Graham. I mean, we thought was an absolute superstar. Yes, um, thank you, Graham. Thank you to Graham for giving up your Friday afternoon. He had some logistical challenges. <laughs> a bit like mine with the video, but there you go. Yeah. And, and just, and just, so, if, but, you know, thank you to Graham. If there is anybody here, here, who listens to us, who doesn't listen to Graham's Saint show, you're missing a treat because that is, is really, it's a beautifully crafted show, isn't it? With, with him, Lenny and Top Graham quality. doing the, the, the usual nonsense between them. They have some brilliant guests on, and with it's... occasional Ian Hunter, a colleague yes. Dean's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well worth, yeah. well it's, worth. Um, it's I'm sure great, everybody it's does, show. but it's it's just no. Only fair to mention that it's um, uh, nice. only fair to mention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, Miss J, shoot, yes, has come up with that. We asked the question, and she tried to answer it for us. Yes. Uh, what do we call those that listen to the pod? collective of podists and podists. her reply was yeah people people what po people what listen people what listen yeah makes sense. yeah 
PWLs. PWLs. They can't be owls, I pointed out to her, because owls are older and wider listeners, for those of us of a certain generation and followers of Jenny Clare and Judith Holder. So they can't be owls, but PWLs are quite live. PWLs. All you PWLs out there. All you PWLs out there. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and keep those subscribing, are, keep spreading the word. Keep taking us to the gym, um, because I've noticed that it's not working. I'm not, well, obviously, I've got a, don't forget, I've got a calf injury, but keep taking us to the gym, walks, whatever. Do that when you're listening. But yes. let us know if we need to yeah, take on a, more hydration. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was feeling a bit weak last week, so several yeah. of you must have been out there doing it. Yeah. Um, thank you again. That was Thanks the Ladies Watt Pod. Episode 14. Episode 14. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.